What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. They're taking what you're saying to them, and they're hoping that you are what you talk. Let's be about everything we drop because we're going to get tested on it. If, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it, God's going to test us on it. Kill the Mockingbird. Truth or Report with Sean Chris and Sebastian Farr. Kick his ass, Sebastian. Wake up! Wake, Wake up, up, America! Wake the fuck up! We'll get fucked the fuck up! A good one. So uh, we'll go three, two, one. Let's go. Yo, yo, yo! What's up, y'all? Welcome to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbird. I'm your host, Sean Chris, with my co-host right beside me, Seabass. What's up, man? How you doing? Doing excellent, my friend. Uh, enjoying a bunch of California sun in the in the winter, and just keeping up with the news has been such a interesting and uh, <laughs> perplexing uh, bit of. Uh, you know, mental gymnastics for everyone all around, I feel like. But there's been a lot going on, so I feel like there's going to be some good stuff to cover this uh, episode. Yeah, most definitely. And then for anybody that is a listener, I know some people may have tuned out for a little bit. Don't worry, we're coming back harder. We're regrouping and uh, getting things to sound better, uh, be, trying to get our information more accurately. Like, we're we're learning just like everybody else. And uh, the more we go, the only thing that separates us from anybody else is that uh, we're not worried about being right. We're just trying to find the truth. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, there's, it's not about a, a side. It's not about, you know, pro wrestling or sport, yep. uh, sporting context. Uh, we just want to, you know, down the truth and kind of disseminate propaganda, follow the money and figure out what the, the real uh, agenda is behind all of this, because it's a pretty confusing world. This is fifth generational warfare and it, it takes a lot of effort and research and a little bit of, uh, you know, open-mindedness to kind of figure it all out. I would definitely, th- I definitely agree with you. And it's very, I understand that it's hard for people to, like, to understand how much propaganda, because it's manipulation. And then people don't want to feel like they've been fooled or tricked. But we all have. It's not like I'm saying, like, oh, I'm some, uh, like, God and I can see through it. It took time. Like, there's plenty of propaganda, and I'm sure I've still felt, I still fall for some propaganda. If it's good propaganda, they're good at it, then I may fall for it. But, or you may fall for it and then kind of, but if you keep your mindset of like, well, everything always is slight, it's shifted to one way or the other. It's, it's gonna benefit, not us. It's usually against the working class, if you notice. <laughs> Oh, yeah, most definitely. There's a pretty concerted uh, agenda that kind of favors uh, the super rich and the super elite and the people who are actually in control and have the influence kind of to facilitate this sort of activity. It's interesting, though, like that that context of, uh, you know, we're all waking up to the truth in our own time frame. It's like it really harkens back to that meme, you know, that the two astronauts in space and he's like, what it was always flat and the other <laughs> other astronauts pointing a gun at him he's like yeah always has been yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much like what it is to kind of really go through the informational warfare that you know you, average folks like you and i are faced with on a daily basis when you're paying attention and we're also going through it within our own truther community as well because 
You know, like <laughs> we get wet because a lot of people want to are so rooted in, and invested in, in what they believe, and how we're talking about propagandists as we usually do. Um, I listen to Jimmy Dore. I'm a uh, you know I'm a frequent listener uh, of him. I like a lot of his points. Don't agree with everything he says, but. I like his approach and I had already wanted to address this. I was actually going to make some posts about it because I don't know how many people know. It's more of a democratic thing. Um, so I know that like we should know all sides. And I know some people stick to like what's going on with either Trump or conservatives or Pelosi's. But uh, I think that this is a very interesting story. So I don't know if you know, this guy has a Twitter, hand, uh, Twitter handle, uh, Brooklyn Dad. He's like a pretty predominant Twitter guy. He's been since Trump. I've heard, I've heard that. I've heard the name before. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, this clip will break it down a little bit better than I am. Uh, he was exposed to be a paid that he's a paid for, uh, been paid by the DNC and of several other people. So, and he's always saying shit posts like he attacked uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, he attacked Bernie. Like, I mean, those are my. Like I like Tulsi a lot, but uh, he he went on a whole campaign trying to take her down, calling her a fake Democrat, you know. Going after the anti-establishment candidates. Yes, and then whatever the established ca uh, uh, establishment candidates, he's always praising and talking about, you know, swaying people's opinion. And I found it funny that he's one of the main culprits. Always talking was talking about Trump and Russian paid bots that were swaying people's uh, influence, uh, uh, swaying people's. Uh, thought process into a different motion and he's doing the same exact thing so jimmy Dore breaks a little bit down and talks about like the uh some chick uh on twitter i think she exposed him and uh featured this guy on the good. show before there's this guy called brooklyn dad underscore defiant and he's we've featured him on featured him on because for some reason he well he's got a lot of followers he's got eight hundred and ninety six thousand followers and we featured him he he's a he's what we call a shit lib Right. So if there's a shit lib take to take, he'll take it and push it. You know, uh, we're going to show you a bunch of his shit lib takes. Um, and someone found out that, uh, well, it's uh, what his real name is and that he's literally taking money. He's being paid to tweet for the Democratic Party. So here it is. Here is. Well, Beth Lynch caught it. She said Brooklyn dad is being paid as a Democratic op. It's pretty unsurprising. It absolutely does pay to have and promote shitty political opinions in America. And she went to Open Secrets. And if you look, it says vendor. And the vendor is a guy named Majid Padelin. That's Brooklyn Dad, turns out. That's that guy. That's this guy. So if you go here, this guy. And how much did he get? He got $57,000 from a, somebody called Really, um, really American Pack. <laughs> fascinating fascinating and, bit and right i'll say there. a little apology real quick because i said some chick i don't want to because uh beth lynch she's that's who uh dug it up i don't want she's a uh, uh, like anybody digging up the truth i, I don't want to just shit on them so like uh yeah right is it not interesting to see the guy that's talking the most about it is doing it <laughs> oh yes and like i feel like there's a lot of this on the right um I don't want to call out any names. I'd probably have to do a little more research. These guys have the numbers to back it up and the act they're following the money. They're following the money. And that will uh, paint the picture as clear as day for anyone uh, right there. There are a few uh, on the right. There's plenty on the left too. Um, 
they just shill for the centrist, or not the centrist, they shill for the establishment left or right, you know, the uniparty. The war machine. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. Basically, the people who are against uh, the MIC or the military-industrial complex, uh, those are the people that are uh, usually on the outside, and I would consider the genuine free media. But we're going to see a lot more of this in the future, I think. Uh, you know, shills basically putting out uh, independent content, but they're going to have a very slanted uh, view. Very and are shilling, Yeah, scripted and shilling for, uh, you know, the corporate interests. So I have one more clip of it. I didn't clip. It was like a 30-minute segment, so I didn't clip all of it. I only clipped the parts where it tells uh, where he talks about he actually shows it people could go look it up on you know go look up Jimmy Dore show on YouTube anywhere and you could go see and he'll show uh, the actual video footage of it and he shows like uh, the clips uh, of who's actually paying him and it's just very interesting so like I get some of it because he's an influencer so some of the people that they announce they say like Amazon and Google but all the people that that he's they're about to list are all corporatists and that's what's funny is that like Later on, he breaks down, like, you know, the posts that he's, uh, a lot of his propaganda that he uses uh, to attack people that are actually going to uh, help the working class. And, like, whether you're a Republican, Democrat, a, a progressive, independent, I don't care. I'm for the working class. I am the working class. And predominantly, this country is the working class. So, of course, I'm going to push for somebody that's going to think about me and my fellow people. Everybody that just goes to a 9 to 5, whether it's at 9 to 5 or 2 to 12, whatever time it is, but we punch a clock, right? We live paycheck to paycheck, whether it's a small business, whether you are working for the man, quote unquote, or a corporatist, you're just trying to get that paycheck so you can feed your family, so you keep a roof over your head. So, of course, we're going to constantly push for those type of, that's why I like Tulsi, because do I like everything she says? No, but at least I feel she's genuine and that she would actually fight for the causes that are important to us, the American people. Yeah, uh, and... You know, those people like Tulsi are kind of a rare breed these days. It's sad to say, um, you know, she voted against the whole imp impeachment farcical trial that they had against uh, the the former President Trump. And um, sad to say, it's, it's um, you know, no one's really uh, a, a man or woman of their integrity these days in politics. They're all about uh, getting that corporate you know, super PAC money for their campaign runs. Yeah, and the progressives, which were supposed to be for the working class people, allegedly the squad, AOC, that's why I listen to Jimmy Dore so much because he, he tears them apart daily. He destroys them daily. He destroys fucking uh, the young Because they're hypocrites. Exactly. It's easy. Yeah, it's so easy. And he'll tell you, he's like, how does a pothead comedian do it? In his garage. He's like, I can, I can out journalize. I'm a better journalist than see everybody at CNN, everybody at MSNBC. Because you're not even trying, you're not even attempting to actually. That's why me and you are able to succeed. People are able to succeed in this industry because it's full of fucking fakes. People are tired of fake yeah. bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And you're seeing it too now. Uh, now that Trump's out of office, they call it, they're calling it the the Trump slump with the media. There's massive layoffs going on. Uh, the Huffington Post, for example, was a big one that came up this week. Um, there's going to be more, too, and there's been a few. Uh, I don't have them all off the top of my head. Yeah. It wasn't one of my hot, uh, big topics, but it, it it's part and parcel. Like 
Twitter and a lot of the cable mainstream media was dying before Trump. And also, they kind of had a resurgence under him with the TDS syndrome and propaganda with it. But now that he's out of office, off of Twitter, he's not in the limelight. Uh, they're going to have to lay off a lot of people. Because <laughs> it uh, it's, it's kind of ironic. You built yeah, it a really is. That, and that to me yeah. is what pushed me kind of also away from Trump because so much of the hype around it and that he played into it. It just seemed like a, a sham marriage that like they're pretending like, oh, yeah, we hate each other. But in the, you know, it's secretly they're like, no, nah, we're good. We're buddies. Like, don't worry about it. Like you said earlier, pro wrestling. And that's always been the easiest analogy because you're like, if you've seen pro wrestling, that's the most dramatic, except a soap opera or something, you know, a novella or something like that. Literally, Trump was in one WWE show, was he not? Like, <laughs> a, a few, actually, I think. I think he was in a, a few of them. I, I'm not a big fan, but like, I, I did like, see the memes, so. I mean, when I, uh, <laughs> but that's what it is now. And uh, you're saying, like, uh, they, they're falling apart. And I think even Twitter the Twitter world is waking up too. And not just because of the media. I think they're seeing through the bullshit. They're like, you know what, man, not everybody. There's still those people that no matter what, they'll be a loyalist. That's just people like that. You know, there, you can't sway their opinion, yeah. but you could see that there's a big shift. Even in Twitter, they may not like conservatives still. They may still not see that we're all on the same team, but they're starting to be like, Hmm, there's a big split in the Democrat. Well, there's like a three way split, you know, it's kind of like, I think it's even more than three. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it's, I could agree. it's a fractured, fractured uh, umbrella party. And now that a lot of conservatives and Trump himself has been eliminated from that, that Twitter, you know, thought bubble, they're starting to eat their own yep. cannibalistically. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and that's been kind of fun to watch. Honestly. Oh yeah. And, and I've even had some that like are more willing to like, cause you can get them easy. Like, I just tell them, like, I was arguing with somebody on Twitter, and he was telling me, I don't know what I'm talking about, because I said, look, man, you're saying all this stuff. He, Why is he taking so long dragging his feet to sign that bill? He's like, oh, I'll sign it Friday. Why doesn't he sign it instantly? He's like, oh, they always do that. I'm like, no, they don't. I was like, the executive orders, he signed those. He's like, oh, yeah, but they had them all written up. I go, look, man, you're, you're, if you're progressive, I'm not a progressive, but look at the people that you voted for. Did they fight for $15 minimum wage? No. Did they fight for Medicare for all? No. Did they fight for anything for the working class? No. Did we get $2,000 checks? No. We got $1,400, no. <laughs> and you're defending, and they're giving them cover, and they're giving them reasons and excuses. No, 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 it's because, Biden, you don't understand Trump did this. No, 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 no. You don't understand that it's the same old, same old. We're playing this game over and over. Let's blame that guy. I go, Democrats have the House, the Senate, and the White House. There is no reason they should have conceded anything. If you just look at any kind of strategy, you have all the leverage. Why wouldn't you use it? Unless maybe you're serving oligarchs. I don't know. Maybe that could be the reason. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not uh, easy. Um dialogue to have when you're exposing someone as a the useful idiot they are for the corporate elite but at the same time it does need to be talked about and probably you're doing them a favor but you know you're probably going to ruffle some feathers hurt some feelings along the way but at the end of the day that's growth you know it, it is it's just part of the game man it's 
I don't understand why everybody's so invested in what they think, what they um, believe in. It's it not that what life is, that we're constantly learning and evolving and growing and figuring it out? But it seems like for some reason we're at this stalemate as a species and we're just like, no, we got to go. And everybody's like convinced that their way is the right way and then there's pockets of people that are just like well i don't know man like can we just live and see what happens and instead of determining how we're gonna do it how we're gonna every all this control and i don't understand why people are so willing to be controlled but maybe that's because um maybe i feel different because of my generation or how i lived or my experienced life because i've never been for control i've always been against it and maybe that some of these things we've had has made people develop uh, tendencies to need control or need someone to take care of the situation for them. That's why a lot of people call the cops. Uh, that's a, one thing I've always told people. I said, we want to get less uh, police brutality, call the cops less. Like, figure out the situation. Do you need to call the cops? Because you have to assess the situation of, like, you know they're going to change. You know the area you live in. If they're dicks, you know they're going to intensify the situation. Is it going to help bringing them? You have to really think about that. And people go, no, no, we, it shouldn't be. Well, it is what it is, man. <laughs> you can't you can't have it the way you want it all the time. You got to You have a really good point. You have a really good point there. Um, especially when you take into the account of, like, you know, these cops, you know, they are actually blue collar workers as much as it's hard to uh, associate with them sometimes being uh, the armed uh, enforcers of the state. But at the same time, we're asking them to do probably one of the most challenging jobs on the face of the earth to actually police other humans behaviors. And so, like you said, when they're called into situations where I mean, for example, a, a domestic dispute where the, the gal calls the cops and says, oh, my my dudes, my boyfriend's uh, angry. We're having a dispute. I don't feel safe. And so, therefore, she called the cops. They're going to act in, you know, a way that they see they're safest. But it's really, you're putting a lot of pressure on them and putting, you know, a whole powder keg right there in position to explode. And I, I understand that certain situations are probably, like, harder for other people. Like, I know that the situation yeah. may feel more intense for that person, but we that's this is the reason I've always said, why aren't we learning these kind of things in elementary and junior high and high school? Learn how to deal with emotions. Learn how to get out of bad situations. Like, we should be taught, hey, you know what? This is becoming a bad situation. I'm going to leave before, it's, before I can't leave. Now, I'm not saying... So... We're expecting, not only are we expecting these cops, and I'm not defending cops because I'm the last person that's going to defend a cop, but I look at it at a logical, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at a logical um, conclusion of like, if that was me, now I'm a little bit more empathetic, so it might be a different situation, but just I could think of a bad day. I put myself in a situation, everything in my life is going horrible. And then now I'm going to some call where there is a dispute, uh, whether... Um, I need to be there or not is I don't know, right? But I'm hearing this and that. But he was he was told by the dispatcher to go there. So you go, but why wouldn't their first thing go? Hey, leave the house and meet me here, right? Then they, we could assess the situation. How how bad is it? So if it's yeah. if it's not bad, if it's so bad that you can't leave, then I'll go. But if you can come to me, come to me. 
I'll meet you halfway. Like, cause that, I think that right there, her, the her or him, cause it's not domestic situations aren't just boyfriend girlfriend. You know, you have uh, mentally uh, not challenge uh, what's it called like you know people have a lot of mental issues you know bipolar schizophrenia and sometimes you could have a rebellious teenager in your house yep. i've been there i've been there and there's different ways <laughs> it could be a lot people. of things because yeah, and, and, exactly and i know what the left means and progressive means by oh you know get a social worker but i disagree with that too because a social worker is just like a cop there's not much difference i see social workers work with people all the time and that because they have that power of what you can and can't do they are still in that authoritarian figure which gets to people's head so if we teach each other how to deal with situations there will be less of those situations and in turn there will be less conflict with cops because cops should not be interfering with so much of our lives. And some of it is also state-run. Like, you know, we talked before, speeding tickets, uh, DUIs. People say, oh, but you, you you want people to drive drunk? No, I don't. But you know what? Now they actually thought of something. Uber and Lyft. And you know what? They could have way more public transportation. More public transportation means people have more choices, less likely to make bad decisions. Will there still be idiots that do it? Yes. You're never going to eliminate those people. There's people that have 10 DUIs, and they're still driving drunk. So without like a license, you know what I mean? So I don't understand why people think these laws are actually going to change human nature. The only way you change human nature is by teaching. You teach and then they learn and most people will get it. And if guess what? If you teach them the way that they uh, uh, that they learn, then they'll they'll get it. They'll they'll be. um a better uh damn man let me turn this shit off man it was cutting out before too for like little periods it's like there we go that didn't happen the last time we did a I, just a one-on-one -on -one call that's just, crazy. i wonder if it's just ig because they have so much maybe too many people on it you know what i mean like uh maybe like there's certain surges of times i think that might I play definitely effect. that could be factor um but yeah uh I'm going to skip that other clip. Uh, I'm going to jump to one more clip before I pass it off to something you got. Unless you got something. You did have a good point there, though, about uh, education. and stuff. Yeah, you did have a good point there on education. Um, you know, especially like conflict resolution and uh, conflict avoidance, you know, various things like psychological things that are not taught to kids in public school systems. In fact, it's like it's kind of like treated as a taboo subject but they're more than willing to do you know sexual education for uh first and second graders and stuff like that that's funny you bring that up because i was telling somebody today because you know the whole peppy Le Pew thing i go i kind of get it i get it like that's a character that you can actually talk to me and i go you know what i get what you're saying that makes sense but how can you be against that but you're for these other sexual things like i don't get that part it's that that hypocrisy that really just drives me crazy because I'm like, if you're against all of it, I get it. And I understand that that does push a, a, a stereotype of aggressiveness that you don't want people to have, I, obviously. But I don't know if that trains because then it goes, if that does train, then all the stuff that we're talking about, that programming and stuff, we're saying the same thing, but you're disagreeing with us. But that one thing is the only thing. But GTA, I've seen someone put that. They go, yeah, I'm so glad yeah. you saw that meme. Someone posted that to yeah. I'm so glad they canceled Pepe Le Pew, but my son can still go on GTA 4 and uh, pick up a prostitute and burn her alive. Like, 
what the hell? Like, yeah, yeah, that is a possibility if you're a bad parent. Like, you shouldn't be letting your younger kids play GTA 4 or 5 or whatever. But But at the same time, that's a good point is like cancel culture is like it's a a landmine that's kind of defective. It doesn't go off all the time, but when it does, it does damage. I mean, it's selective, but it's, it's, it's very selective, very selective. And I think that people uh, I keep hearing people talk more and more about cancel culture and I'm getting more and more telling people who cares? You know what? Become uncancelable. I, I say it time and time again, comedy, rap music, rock and roll. Howard Stern as a, you know, some radio hosts, tons of artists have gone through this shit. Guess what they yeah. did? They just pushed through. You don't let it. You don't let it affect you. There will always those people on Twitter don't mean anything. Most of them are just waiting to cancel something because they got nothing to do. And what are you actually canceling? Because most of these people are still making money. It's not like all these people are like, man, we're, we're, are they on Skid Row now? You know what I mean? No. I mean, from what I've been seeing about the whole Dr. Seuss uh, debacle and then people trying to sell original copies of the books online is that they've gone up like four or five hundred percent in price. So it's actually more profitable to be selling this stuff now after cancel culture, which is a whole kind of crazy uh, economics uh, take on it in itself. But at the same time, it's like they're going after things that. I feel like have a a message that's totally separate from what they're worried about. Yeah, it's not like I feel like they want to replace a lot of establishment uh, educational stuff or like cultural stuff with their own cultural ideals, just so that they can imprint it and make it kind of cemented in the subconscious of the whole culture yeah i think you that that's a perfect uh place that i would agree with a good point that you bring up because i kind of feel that way that we're in a turning point in history in general that this is like a new form of indoctrination that they're we're seeing how it's it's like we're uh seeing how the uh the cow the you know the uh the butcher get you your steak you know he he uh what's it called uh behind the curtain there you go. Yes. Behind the scenes, we're getting to see how it's made. And it's very funny that we're seeing what's going to happen to the youth. So what I tell people is the importance is talking to the youth. Stop alienating the youth. Stop calling them idiots. Stop saying that what they're doing, they don't understand. Well, they don't understand if you don't teach them. And if you call them idiots, they're never going to listen to a word you say. I know a lot of intelligent young youth that have a lot to say and some are very quiet but when they when it's time to say the thing you're like especially like because i hear a lot on gen z and i think some of the tailing of gen z is going to be pretty good i think they have a good head on their shoulders oh yeah most definitely i agree with you 100 percent. and how can these people say like oh this next generation is dumb and stuff where it's like no, no 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 you can't tell me that without actually backing it up like let's see what they're saying for themselves and my personal interactions. I had a conversation the other day with a a 19-year-old dude and his girlfriend, who was also 19, and they actually were were just talking about COVID and all the kind of BS that goes along with that and lockdowns, and they actually asked me about the vaccine, and I was like, well, I just feel like with my age group and 
uh, my, you know, personal health. I don't feel like I'm at risk for COVID. So why would I risk being uh, exposed to a potentially dangerous and experimental vaccine? And they're like, dude, that's what I've been saying for the whole, like, for days. And, like, they had, a like, this big red pill revelation moment. And it was kind of, like, really touched my heart a little bit. Yeah. Just to, like, yeah. kind of connect with a different generation or a different age group, kind of like that. But it was cool. Like, they're they're where they're pretty self-educated you know we're in the internet age and information is free for the most part um if you know where to look for it well they but, call it like every generation always does this man the generation before you is oh they think they're oh we had life harder which they usually didn't in some circumstances <laughs> they did you know, it depends on what you're talking it's about. True, it's like, true. there is circumstances they did have it harder, but there's circumstances that we have it harder. Like, it's hard to compare the, the difference of generations, and people are always like, but I'm always like, so you didn't do stupid shit when you were a kid? Oh, you did? Okay, that's what they're doing, man. It's the same thing. It's just they have different tools now. It, we didn't have yeah. – if I had cameras – I mean, we had kind of cameras, you know what I mean? Like, but we didn't – everybody didn't have a cell phone with a camera. Trust me, man, we would have some not-so-good – things on the internet forever so like i don't know why people ride this high horse of like they never do anything wrong like i have no problem like with people making mistakes because we all have made mistakes and i just think that we alienate the youth too much like i have more beef with people that are like in my age range they are to me they're more uh they're, they're the worst <laughs> not yeah, all but it's yeah. i mean but it's I do too because well, at least with my like high school age range, um, a lot of them are like very much on the woke side of things and very much on the virtue signal side of things, especially in terms of like, you know, masks oh, and God. the vaccines. Oh, I was like, when I see personal friends post like their vaccination card, I'm like, oh, the cattle are uh, virtue signaling that they've been branded. It's it's hard to. Uh, it's hard to process sometimes, but, you know, people are entitled to make their own decisions. I don't take it personally. I don't unfollow people for their opinions. Uh, I know I've been unfollowed for my opinions, but um, I kind of have spicy takes sometimes. So that's part of part of the parcel of the, the social media um, experiment non that we're going. Yeah, experiment. That's a better word. That we're going through. Because that's what all this is, man. Same thing with the mRNA vaccine. Like, I, I agree with you. I think it's a lot harder when it becomes more, like, in your close circle. Like, people you know. Like, you're like, yeah. mm, whatever. All right, man. If you want to risk it, go do what you got to do. But what I keep telling people is I'm like, man, it's it hasn't been FDA approved. Yes, it has. No, it hasn't. Only emergency use only. And I was like, yeah. there's a lot of. Basically means they didn't go through any approval process they just stamped it <laughs> and and they just go oh well only 1200 people got killed i'm like why is it that when 1200 people and they're like and you can't like you know then you can't prove it you know there's that also that uh 39 year old woman i don't know if you heard about that in utah that uh I did. two like i think it what should they say like three four days after she got it this was back in february too like a few weeks ago but now they're rest in peace yeah, and, like, um, I'm not saying that people, and that's the thing that also gets construed, uh, misconstrued is that I think people think that every truther is like, oh, we're anti I'm not anti-vax. I'm not, I don't want anybody to die of COVID or the vaccine. And I'm what I'm saying, and I've said from the beginning, is that we need more research. There needs to be more done. It's, 
I get that they're just fast tracking it. Of course, uh, a big farmer is going to fast track it because it's going to be profitable. Of course, the politicians are going to fast track it so they could feel like they're looking like they're doing something. Yeah. And additionally, it's like there's no liability for the pharmaceutical companies producing these vaccines. So for me, it's like I already have pretty low trust levels for pharmaceutical companies just off their history. And if you go from various ones, I mean, even with Johnson and Johnson producing a more traditional vaccine, they had a bad history where they were hiding the fact they had asbestos in their baby powder. So for me, I don't trust big pharma. I trust my own immune system a lot more than that. Yeah, especially well, that's the thing, too, is like I don't think people really have the whole grasp of what a, a messenger RNA really is. It's basically no, like re. it's like putting a new uh, uh, it's like putting uh, when you have vi Windows Vista and you're trying to your computer can only hold Windows Vista and you're trying to put Windows 10. Like that's like a comparison you can make where it's it's a drastic you're putting a new uh uh system inside your body a new like uh like interface pretty much and it's something that you don't know and maybe maybe down the road maybe it is something that will help human humankind i don't know i'm not saying that it can't be used later i'm saying at this point in time it's an experiment and if you say it's not I, what's your proof that it's not because they don't have enough studies because that's what the study's for. That's why I keep, they go, no, 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 they, they test it. It's more than that. It takes years because you have to go, hey, uh, remember, five. five years. So then they come back and they go, hey, how you feeling? Anything different? Check all your vitals. Boom, looks good. Or, oh, I don't know, this per you compare it. And then with so many of the people that took the placebo have now taken the real vaccine, boom. Now you have no uh, testing. You have nothing to base it off of because now they've all had the vaccine. So you it's impossible to test of what was the, you know, what was working. And now they're also altering the vaccines. They've been authorized by the FDA to author, uh, alter them for the new variants or strains or whatever they, whatever your uh, Mockingbird media calls it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that going on too, a discussion of strains. And there was an interesting piece I saw earlier today where it was discussing how the Brazilian strain they're talking about the this kind of the most feared one happened to come out of Brazil, which was around the same time frame where they were testing people in Brazil for with the uh, I think it was Pfizer or AstraZeneca. I'm not sure, but there was a test group there. And there's a theory that with these vaccines, there's a, a leaky vaccine sort of issue with it where it can produce more variants of the actual virus. And that is potentially where the Brazilian strain came from, was the actual testing for the original, you know, pre-release vaccine, which does make which is an interesting sense. story. I don't know if it's true or not. There was some interesting, you know, thoughts around it, but I, I see potential for it. Uh, the way the mRNA, you know, vaccine was structured it inter interacts with your immune system in such a way where it changes it. What's to say it can't, you know, cause changes in viruses too. Yeah. That's what they're talking about too, that, that uh, changes. And then like people are developing like allergies. Uh, there's been report of some people, uh, not just, uh, what's it? Sarah's palsy, but also like a few reports off of that. No, no agenda podcast. They have boots on the ground. Someone reported that they, that one of their coworkers is now, uh, What's it called? Diabetic. 
and like that's that's pretty crazy man i think what's it uh, wow. diabetic the, the was it one or two i can't remember but the high whatever ones and it seems like it all like obviously they can't say that it came from that but he's like okay i've never i've been good my whole life and now all of a sudden i'm diabetic like that's kind of weird because i'm saying like how do they know what the message if things react differently in everybody's body and now it's telling you to do something you know your body's normally going hey you got to cut hey you know hey we got a virus here we got this now you're changing the message it it can easily mess up i'm worried about this man i think there's gonna be a like a lot of um potential autoimmune issues with people who get vaccinated and it the the thing is this can happen down the line, uh, six months to a year to five years, ten years, like there's no there's no saying because there was no long term trials for this stuff. And the crazy thing is, is like this mRNA uh, vaccine type uh, experiment has been, you know, they've been trying to push it through for ten years, and the FDA never approved it. And then all of all of a sudden now, under uh, an emergency crisis. The government authorizes it to go through. And, and this mRNA was designed for like cancer, basically cancer because it's from BioNTech. They're, they're the, the, the main source because Pfizer is just one of the distributors. They're not actually making the vaccine on their end. I think, is that right? Yeah, BioNTech is the one that has actually developed that and they were developing it. And it's actually, you can go on and look it up on YouTube. I think we played it a couple uh, like episodes episodes ago like uh it was just a little uh, brief commercial of them explaining them creating the mrna vaccine but which was not called a vaccine at the time but it was for like cancer treatments it was another form for a cancer treatment wild man wild and i have a few stories that might be worth touching on um we're having a good conversation though i'm enjoying this uh the big one that stood out to me this week was uh, in 2018 from Politico, uh, diplomats warned of risky coronavirus experiments in Wuhan lab. No one listened. On January 15th and in its last days, President Donald Trump's State Department put out a statement with serious claims about the origins of COVID-19 pandemic. The statement said the U.S. intelligence community had evidence that several researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology Laboratory were sick with COVID-like symptoms in autumn 2019, implying the Chinese government had hidden crucial information about the outbreak for months. Wow. So that's just like Politico is a pretty mainstream uh, outlet, and if a listener's not aware, but it's kind of come to the fore now that this was common knowledge well beforehand. You're kind of like, uh, uh, just kind of made my brain start moving and turning a little bit because I have a couple clips. I'm going to play one of them and it kind of goes into with that. Cause I think this is the, sh the play right now. Um, I thought more was going to be proxy. I think they might still have that proxy on the table for Iran. I definitely think we're going to do something with Iran, but I think they are preparing for some kind of, I would say like, uh, 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 and it almost seems like they've built it almost identical to the World War II scenario. You got China, who is trying to invade other countries. You have China, who has uh, a, a slave labor with the Uyghurs, is uh, committing genocide, just like uh, uh, the Holocaust. 
it just seems so much. And when I've been watching a lot of older documentaries that I used to watch and kind of like brushing up on stuff, and it just seems like that is the new narrative because ever since Biden has come to office, now they're like talking so the media is talking so much about China negatively, more negatively than they used to. They still have their buff pieces and try, to, but they've leaned more like maybe this is China's fault. And now uh, this clip I'll play real quick. They're talking about Taiwan because I don't know if you heard about that. They're saying that in six years that they feel like China's going to make a move on Taiwan. And I think that's going to be the play for the military industrial complex. And I think that on a, a manipulation scale, we look at it as like, oh, man, you know, it's and, and I agree, like the genocide with the Uyghurs is horrible, but they're using that in. And even if we went to war with China, don't don't be fooled that American corporatists will be funding both sides. Don't be fooled that central bankers will be funding both sides because that's what it will be. American workers just like the last two world wars. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> like that. And that's what people have to remember. And I think that's what the big push is. I think that's going to be to the once they feel like everybody. That may push us into the Great Reset. Because if you think about it, six years, what, that's 2027? So they want to do it by 2030. If they can get a world war of some sort to crack off about 2026, 2027, that's perfect to their timetable. Right around 2030 to get the, the fourth industrial revolution cracking, to get the digital currency, and to get everybody in place. That seems like a strategy that may unfold for us. Yeah, the the big term that's been coming up lately, um, it, it's been in circulation for a while in like more of the free media outlets, but even in corporate media now is uh, the Fucidity's uh, trap, they call it. It's when one superpower is kind of in decline and a, a rising superpower, aka China in this circumstance, is approaching equal power levels and they're, you know, Either it's going to lead to a war or something of that nature. I think at this point, it's interesting when you say six years because the the consensus along the military-industrial complex kind of establishment, USA um, shield types in the corporate media is that the longer we actually avoid a war, the more it goes in China's favor because they can just outproduce us. And they're going to build up their navy and look at the state of our country. We're not in a position of strength and it doesn't look like we're going to be building up much at all underneath a uh, Beijing Biden administration. Yeah, I totally agree with that. This is the clip of the uh, where it says about the six years and they're talking about the Taiwan and how, uh, situation of where China wants to move in because they are talking more aggressively about it. Taiwan works to build a military as powerful as the United States by 2050. Taiwan is clearly um, one of their ambitions before that. And I think the threat is manifest during this decade, in fact, in the next six years. His concerns come as Chinese Communist Party head Xi Jinping works to bolster his military. Speaking in front of top military officials on Tuesday, she warned of instability and uncertainty in China's national security. He also urged troops to improve combat readiness. Although she didn't mention Taiwan in his speech, the Chinese regime has been upping tensions in the Taiwan Strait. Chinese military jets have been spotted soaring through Taiwan's air defense zone in recent months. Top Chinese diplomats have also advised the Biden administration against crossing what it has deemed red lines. 
including the Taiwan issue. Taiwan has never officially declared independence from mainland China, but it's become a de facto independent nation-state, with its own democratic government and military. The Chinese regime still claims Taiwan is part of its territory and has been threatening to bring the island back under Beijing's control by force if needed. The U.S. does not have formal diplomatic relations with Taiwan, but under U.S. law, Washington must sell arms to Taiwan to help it defend against attacks. Washington never made clear whether it would defend Taiwan if China did invade. But the island remains crucial to America's national security. Some of the key points I thought in there was towards the end. I'd never heard of a law where we have a law that we have to arm Taiwan, or I'm assuming they mean anybody that's in trouble. And that seems like a law that benefits the military-industrial complex big time. Yeah, I think that's actually tied to uh, a treaty that we had with what was what used to be called Chinese Taipei, which is now modern Taiwan. Uh, we had a close alliance with uh, the nationalist Chinese um, during World War II, where they were fighting the Japanese occupation of China. And they were also alongside the communist Maoist uh, Chinese. But we kind of favored the nationalists because, you know, back then we were very anti-communist. So I think that probably ties back to those historical ties where we have to kind of protect their sovereignty. And arm, I mean, I'd say arming them to defend themselves is better than us actually putting our boots on their soil. But to be fair, their island's very mountainous and there's very few landing spots. Uh, spots and I think with the the tidal uh, situation they have around that island, it'd be very difficult. There's only a few days uh, out of the year where China could actually land on Taiwan, so it's a it's a very tricky chessboard. But I say I'm in favor of protecting their sovereignty, but at the same time, China looks like they want to take it. They're they're getting hungry. They took Hong Kong last year and, uh, you know, when everyone was in the middle of this pandemic uh, dealing with lockdowns and stuff, they took advantage of that moment and, and moved in there. So, you know, who's to say that they wouldn't try it with Taiwan? It would be a much tougher prospect for them, though. And that's why I, see, I feel like they're trying to put the chessboard together as a world war because we had the conflict with China and India last year. You still have the uh, Tibetans that argue over their land with China, where China says, you know, because that's all China sovereignty. And they said, like, you know, that's our land. We're, it's almost like they're like, we're leasing it to and we'll take it when we want it. Yep. And Nepal, too. And I Nepal, think too. Is, yep. uh... I think so. And is there somebody? I think there might be another another country. There's a few other ones. That are like in that region. The Inner Mongolia is kind of a debated yeah. area too. Um, they they had a lot of rough treatment uh, from the CCP. I mean, pretty much. I mean, there's dozens of minorities that have been treated rough uh, by them. Yeah, and, and that's an understatement. But at the same reported. time, <laughs> you are right. There was a lot of uh, kind of parallels between. You know, 1940, early or late 1930s, early 1940s Germany with the way China's kind of uh, picking off smaller, weaker nations around them and assimilating them into their power base, which is pretty worrying. Um, I'd say Taiwan is the big powder keg. If China went in on them and we didn't respond, then, you would know, Biden would just let China walk in on our mainland, too. 
And I think we'd have a civil war here over it almost. Yeah. To a degree. For sure. And I would say Taiwan, uh, Taiwan is uh, 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 CCP's uh, Poland. You know what I mean? Yes. That would be there. Very much so. Because once they go there, and also the parallel that I see with it also is not only they're strategically, but they're also the way they're uh, strategically using their economics. Because Hitler also spread his economics and tried to make his own, you know, the uh, the Silk Road Initiative. I, I just feel like it's uh, they're making bonds with uh, corporatists. And corporatists have no loyalties to any country. They only have loyalties to themselves. And their agenda. And yeah. Their agenda Go for it. No, I was just saying in their agenda and what they got going, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like the Chinese are almost doing a better job at it, at like kind of a slow roll, uh, a multi-generational strategy where it's not drawing up too many red flags in the international community. And they're kind of getting away with it more successfully than the way uh, – you know, 1940s Germany tried to do it. They really, you know, they steamrolled and had a domino effect on very small nations around them in a short period of time. I, Whereas China's kind of doing a slower roll. They have a, you know, a, a much more uh, philosophical view and like a game plan that will last a longer period of time, multi-generational strategies. Um, but... If they see their moment and the time is right, they'll go for it. And I don't think uh, it's a threat to be taken lightly. And I don't know. I don't think we're prepared at this moment because our military, um, from what I've read, and it's very broken up right now. They're they're arguing about um, you know trans, which I don't care. Uh, to me, I don't give a fuck who's fighting. Like the thing that I get mad at is when they go, "Oh, we're fighting for your freedom." So, who, what, what, what freedom are you fighting for for me, motherfucker? Killing, going, going to fucking Syria and 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 slaughtering a bunch of fucking innocents. And yeah, maybe some of them don't seem innocent. But when you go to my neighborhood, if China, if CCP invaded my neighborhood, they're gonna consider me a terrorist, right? Because I'm gonna see them shooting my my fellow citizens, and I'm gonna not stand for it. So that's the same thing that happens because they go, oh. Well, these Americans come in here, and then what happens? A propagandist, probably a, a, a CIA, a, a somebody, a spokesman, or somebody connected to Mossad or something, because those agencies, they're they're uh, work for hire. They'll work for anybody. They don't care as long as they can keep the agenda because they're stuck in the circle. The, all that intelligence agency stuff wasn't even really put together until World War II, which is combined with Nazis and and communists and. This whole like boogeyman of of communists and and um, uh, you know, it's all authoritarian. Like we were talking before, you know, fascist, communism. It doesn't really matter to me. Both are they're just different flavors of exactly. authoritarianism. One is more trying to make it look. Uh, a, one is like we're all together and we're strong. That's fascism, and the other ones we're all together and we care about each other. But it it, it the end goal <laughs> is the working class is shit on. And they get nothing. And I don't understand why people don't see that. That it's a constant play in history. I'm not even a huge history buff, but you can just watch a few movies, man. You can watch a few documentaries, not even any truth or doc, just any kind of historical documentary. And look at World War II and look what's happening now. Look what was happening in the 60s. All these culture wars, this shift where they try to attack uh, inside. Within, that's how you destroy a country is from within. 
you can attack as much as you want, but the only way you can truly destroy a country is from within. That's the MO of all the intelligence agencies. That's the MO of any true domination because all these wars can be shut down whenever they want because they own all the oil. They own all the uh, uh, the car manufacturers, tank manufacturers, so on and so forth. They own all this. They could shut it down. They can make sure they don't, they could cut off supplies, but they don't want to because they increase profits. And that's going to constantly happen until people start, I hate saying it because it's so cliche, but wake the fuck up, you know? Like, get into involved and don't just get involved as far as like, yeah, I got a protest. It's not about that. It's get involved with people, get involved with your community. As far as talking to them, you don't have to get involved politically. Maybe you don't even want to get into politics. Who cares about that? But start building circles and networks of people where you can trust them, where we can go to each other because that's what it's got to be because it's going to always be us versus them. Even though we're fighting each other amongst each other right now, when it comes down to it, we're going to have to have each other's back. And I think the more we can reveal that to people and show that we are on the same side, it's going to be beneficial in the long run. Right now, um, we're just shedding off that whole shit. You know, we were under a spell for the last, I would say, 12, maybe 20 years. After, you know, pretty much after 9-11, there's been so much heavy propaganda, so many false flags, so many real uh, events, so many, like, questions unanswered in such a small period of time that everybody is confused. And then when you throw in smartphones and when you throw in a, a social media experiment and then you start throwing in these pandemics, there's nobody knows who to trust. And people have been so cut off from the world that they hate everybody. They're like, cause they don't trust them. They don't want to like them because they're, they're just like, Oh, he's, they're going to do something to me. They already expect some, the bad situation. So they inherently think that humans are evil when, Humans are really good, and you can see, um, I'm actually, you know, I've been meaning to post this. I haven't got to post it yet, but I have this great video that um, I found on Twitter. I just was roaming through it, and uh, this black dude, he's getting arrested by a cop, right? He has his hands already handcuffed and everything like that, and the cop's saying something, and this gum, the cop's chewing on gum, and he starts choking. He's like, <clears throat> and you see the guy, he looks. I saw that. And he looks to the right, you know, and then, yeah, so when he looks, rightfully so i would be the same way man i could leave right now you could see it in his eyes i can leave but it's a split second i'm i'm stretching it to make it seem a lot more but it's very a split second and then he turns yeah. back and goes runs to the cop give me the key give me the key i'll help you give me the key cop gets in the key he fucking performs the heimlich gets the guy you know he's, uh, what does he do it was, a, it was a struggle too. It took oh, like yeah, it was a good minute and a half to, to help him to get the Heimlich to work. Yeah, which is the case with sometimes with the Heimlich maneuver. But man, that was a that was a great video I saw too. Well, um, but the best part to me is at the end because at the end yes. the guy walks back up right to the cop. He could easily just be like, "Man, this guy's barely breathing. I could just leave." Who knows what his charge were? Whatever, right? Like it might be something petty. Might, I don't know. But he puts his hands behind his back, like, all right, carry me up. The guy's, like, barely breathing. He's like, no, man, no, sir. He's like, dude, you just saved my life. You can leave, man. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? And I was just like, that is what being a human is all fucking about. Like, that is what it's about. Like, and people may have, like, looked at that guy passing by, um, seeing him getting handcuffed, like, oh, this piece of shit. But you didn't realize that this person's just a human. He may have made some poor choices, or who knows, because I don't really know. It doesn't say what his charges were, but 
it just shows it doesn't matter. For the most part, humans are inherently good. Is there evil out there? Sure, but it's a lot less than we think. This whole, we scare this up, we scare each other like there's so much evil in the world. Hey, don't go outside, scare it. There's evil. There's very limited evil, man. Most people are good. Their instincts are to help when they see situations like that. They may mask their emotions and act macho or act tough or, oh, I don't give a fuck about nobody. But when you're in that situation, uh, apartments on fire, kids thrown out of building, boom. Where does this random stranger come from to catch the kid? You know what I mean? These things, they don't know these people. This doesn't just it doesn't get publicized as much as the bad stuff but that's human instinct bro exactly that's my point human instinct to look out for a community and you know do unto others that you as you would have them do unto you if you were in trouble you you'd appreciate a helping hand up so when you see someone in trouble lend them that hand be that person to help them up if you can if it's within your power if you're in that moment yes you know don't go out of your way to like look for that moment and make and don't and definitely don't try and virtue signal it onto yeah. social media. Like, fuck that. That is cringy as fuck. Honestly, it pisses me off. But yeah, if you help someone. And, you know, do it out of a genuine place of like goodwill from your heart, more power to you, you know, and you're just being a good person. I'll, 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 I'll emphasize a little bit more, though, because I, I was talking to people about this, too. Also, it's okay if you're doing it for a selfish reason. If you're help, like, we, I have a lot of conversations with people where they go, oh, man, these people are selfish. I go, all oh, humans are selfish, man. That's how we survive. You have to, That's true. I have to think of my breath first, right? Because if I don't think of my breath first, so, but can selfish, just like anything, overuse or, or too much of it is totally bad for you. But it can also be good because you can use it as like, hey, because it feels good to help somebody. So maybe you help somebody to make yourself feel good. Hey, at least you help somebody, right? And I think that after you keep doing it after a while, it becomes habit. And then you just do it when you're not even thinking about it. You just like, like, oh, I held the door open for them. Or like little things just to show people that, hey, we're human, man. We're all here together. Are we going to agree on everything? Hell no. <laughs> Never. We can't even pick a restaurant a out chance. of 10 people, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll, you you could probably cause like multiple debates and arguments amongst that 10 people with a couple uh, spicy topics dropped in the mix. But you're right. Um, at the end of the day, people are inherently good. But I liked your point that you made about like making it habit. Like don't think twice about it. Like if you see a moment where you can help someone and you're – you know, in a position to do so, do it. Yeah, and don't beat yourself you know? up if what you, you can't, too. Like you're saying, like, and don't beat yourself up if you can't. Don't yeah. hurt yourself either to hurt, help them. Your moment will come around. And, and maybe you're seeing that moment to to put it in your brain so that when you do become like, hey, now I am able to do that. Now you have it in your brain that you're feeling empathy. And we need to also go back to, like, it's okay to disagree. We don't have to agree on, especially on politics, especially on politics Man. and religion. It's something that we've always argued since the beginning of time. Why are we hating each other over it? Especially when these people are running things and not doing anything for you, me, Democrat, Republican, progressive. Every working class American is is being dis affected disproportionately compared to the elites. The elites are getting everything they need when they need it. 
when the power grid went down in Texas, all the elites had power. All the big time people had power first. They were uh, the they had buildings that nobody was in. They in probably downtown. had private generators and everything like that. Yeah, but I don't know if you saw like in downtown Austin. I think in Houston they had oh. buildings lit up that nobody was in. Yeah, yeah, I did see that actually. It's like for the corporate downtown area where they're lighting up buildings at night where, you know, probably the chances are people aren't even in them. And they're denying that power to people that are at home in the freezing cold, not prepared, obviously, because I feel like that storm caught a lot of people off oh, guard yeah. in Texas, unfortunately. But I'd say, and it doesn't uh, happen as note, often. You know, they don't get Yeah, kind it's of kind of rare, but it does it does happen. Um, I'd say always be prepared if you can be, you know, invest when uh, times are good to, you know, have a better chance when uh, bad times come around. But at the same point, you're right that the corporate and industrial complexes of the various industries, they uh, they very much uh we're kind of I feel like that was almost psychological warfare in a way to a degree where they were showing, you know, the corporate downtowns lit up, but the suburbs are not. That was just kind of clown world. And also a little helpful uh, for me, a little helpful kill the mockingbird tip, truth report tip that since now that I live in the Midwest, I learned this. If you know that it's going to be freezing temperatures and your power goes out, what you need to do is you need to trickle your uh your faucets to get all the water out so your pipes don't freeze and because you want to add the least water in your pipes as possible because what happens that's how they burst because the water inside expands and then when it melts it it bursts you know like uh, well when it melts it, it floods i mean it bursts with the ice and then it floods yep so you trickle your faucets which i didn't he from what i heard i wasn't in texas but from talking to people i know and listening to different programs it didn't seem like that was a message broadcast enough. And I know that some and people just don't know, but... I mean, this is stuff that could be taught in school, too, you know? Exactly. That's like that's another one of those things. Also, like, uh, how to file taxes, you know. Maybe a good one would be how to interact with law enforcement uh, when you get pulled over or something. Like, that could be helpful in public schooling. I don't know. Uh, there's a there's a variety of things that they could focus on in school, but they, you know, choose to avoid. Maybe I don't know. It's it's a complicated issue. I feel like we're we're missing out on uh, a lot without having uh, multiple options for schooling. You know, I don't know. If a you, lot of uh, yes, there's a big agenda to to stop homeschooling, yes. to stop charter schools. So I feel like. Any chance to defend them and show for them, I will. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm with you on that because my niece goes to a, a charter school and, like, I didn't really know much about them until, like, you know, she went there. And I don't see what the big problem is. I'm like, if a school is not good enough, they need to fail and they need to be closed because there's a lot of people that are getting shitty educations for what they need, they don't deserve that. If you can't, if the city is refusing to build up that school, yeah, do I want them to have to drive 20, 30, 40 minutes to school? No, I, I wouldn't prefer that. But obviously, your city, your county is not doing anything for you. So you should go to school of choice, any school you want that you can get to. And you know, obviously, you would have to figure it out. But there's a lot of ways that you can get it done. And it's unfortunate because it's the school in your area should be a, 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 quali a, a quality school. But we know that, and especially of many large cities, that the schools are shit. 
and they've been shit for a long, long, long time. It's not because now it's decades. Yeah, and it's getting more light shined on it because of COVID. But like you said, decades. You're talking about 30, 40 years, like slowly, slowly, like not right away, but little by little, they fall apart. They kept falling apart. And nobody was, all they were doing is, again, just like they do with America. Invest in security, invest in more fences, invest in more people to uh, more policies to keep people in check. And it didn't do anything except push people out of school. And they alienate anybody that wants to do trade schools. They alienate entrepreneurs. They alienate anybody that wants to do any unconventional type of education. They don't want you to be self-sufficient. They want you to be a cog in the machine. And I understand that some people are fine with that. And that's okay. I'm not telling you that's a horrible thing, but you have to let people have options because some of those people that are cogs in the machine are way smarter than they even think. I've worked with plenty of people that are way smarter than me that I'm like, why are you a shipping clerk? Like, why are you doing this? Like, dude, you're... But they don't get that opportunity, whether because of financially or, you know, their circumstances. And... They don't get those options of different schooling. They didn't know about becoming this, uh, you know, an IT guy, or they didn't know about a welding, or you can go to just get a couple classes. They think you have to go this certain way, and they didn't. So now they're like, okay, well, I just work a regular job. I have to because, you know, and, and you get stuck in that pattern after a while when you're living paycheck to paycheck. It's almost impossible to get. Do people do it? Yes, people do break through, and they go to school, and they do the the three jobs and go to school, but it's not, not everybody could do that. But if you could prepare them, which I thought school was supposed to elementary, junior high, and prepare them not only for, uh, uh, like you said, your finances, your emotional stability, uh, how do you interact with law enforcement and maybe even how, how, uh, it works in the court system, how the court system actually works, not just how it works, but how you, react when you are a plaintiff like you know what i mean when you're or a plaintiff or uh the def- uh, the defendant whatever whatever side you're on or if you're a juror or if you're a a witness play those things out in school play real life scenarios teach financing teach how to uh become a better person all around and you'll be- have a better society but if you don't do that then you get what you get. Like people, what do you think? It's going to just throw money at it and it's going to fix it. Even if you could throw trillions and trillions, which it wouldn't go in the right place anyways, but you can throw trillions. It's not going to fix it because the problem is still there. They're not re now they're, they're, they're just doing a different form of indoctrination now. And I don't understand why people want that. I don't, yeah, okay, we learned math, cool. Science, cool. Some history, cool. But they don't even teach the full history. They don't talk about Vietnam. They don't talk about the whole World War II. They don't talk about the whole world. They definitely the don't talk War. about the Holodomor. Yeah. So all these, the Holodomor. Oh. <laughs> they don't talk about anything. They don't talk about that. But that's the point is um, I think it's just to kind of siphon and funnel people into uh, – the university college system where they're going to shell out a ton of money uh, for a four-year education and forty to $50,000 in debt with high interest rates. It's, it's a big uh, – it's an industrial complex in itself, the public school system, where – you know, they don't talk about trade schools like you were saying and big up to the trade schools because, you know, you can come out with a better earning job than your peers uh, that went to four years of university and actually are not working a job. You know, they're working a job they're overqualified for uh, degree wise, but you're making more money and you have little to no debt. Um, 
But, you know, that doesn't make money for the university systems, doesn't make money for the banks. So that's why it's not pushed. And in public schools, especially where I went to school in California, they were pushing university so hard on everyone, just down their throats. So I just always thought that was an interesting twist to it. But there's definitely a lot of reform that could be done for our, our public schools and just, just our country as a as a whole. But here we are with the Biden administration. And yet again, we're fo- focused on foreign wars and uh, bombing Syrians and getting our troops that are and contractors, which is one story I had highlighted. Uh, you know, a rocket attack on an Iraqi airbase hosting U.S. and coalition forces uh, has killed one civilian contractor and injured nine others. And that was one of them. That was in response to probably the airstrike we did on Syria, the, right? the, the Syria militia group. The Iranian-backed militia, <clears throat> allegedly. Yeah, there was probably a response to it. I don't know if you also saw um, a couple of days ago on Twitter, I was just, you know, doing my news dip. And there was also some reports of uh, the Saudi Arabians were saying that there was drones that were targeting their oil fields. I actually did see something on that. Um, and that's a, uh, potentially the Houthi uh, rebels in Yemen that are doing that. Yeah, that's an escalation on another front of uh, kind of this geopolitical battlefield in the Middle East that we're going into. And I think that's going to be another part of this potential uh, WW3 that we were referring to earlier with China. You know, tie, you know you're know, you comparing uh, the CCP to Nazi Germany. I feel like Iran is very much the Japan of that scenario. That's a good and, point. And we embargoed the shit out of Japan and blocked our oil going to them. Well, we're blocking them from sending oil. And that that oil embargo was one of the big reasons why Japan went after Pearl Harbor. Man, and, and that's what I'm waiting for is an event because I think there is something in the works, in the pipeline. I just don't know what it is. Well, it's an uh, interesting uh, way of looking at this that I heard the other day kind of philosophically was history doesn't repeat but it rhymes so it's a little bit different every time but there's a similar pattern and like we're kind of putting the pieces together right now um 41 21 that's when pearl harbor was was in uh 41 um end of 41 by the way december so there's a lot there's a 2001 9 11 but we're in the year 2021, a big false flag or a big attack uh, at some point this year could be all the trigger it needs to start a, a big conflict for us. Yeah, that's God willing, that doesn't happen. I know like within a nuclear armed world, it seems like a uh, a global spanning conflict seems impossible. But if it's intricate enough of a proxy war and fought on you know, not each other's territories like Taiwan, for example, or uh, Iraq and Syria, for example, not the actual main players with the weapons, the nuclear weapons. There probably wouldn't be an actual justification for using those and the proxy wars could go on for years. Yeah. And I think the nukes are just like another scare tactic. 
because again, they <laughs> there's, there's a whole rabbit hole to go down yeah, there. <laughs> I mean, like not saying that they're, they don't exist. Obviously, they exist. I'm not saying they don't exist. I just think they use those all the time as like, well, especially the Cold War. You know, they use those big time. The whole yeah. scare of the nuclear. Because I'm like, obviously, if you shoot a nuclear at any other nuclear powerhouse, they're gonna it's over, and they're gonna do back, and everybody. So everybody knows that you're not stupid. Now, is there? There could be like a psychopath, but still, I don't know, man. Because if it was, I just think it's a, I think it's a big step. I'm not saying it could never happen, because it has happened. I'm saying that like it's something that's very. To me, it's the least likely thing to happen because it's not beneficial to the people that make money. So they're going to be yeah. like, wait, 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 wait. How do I how do I benefit off this? Whether it's money or not, but how do I benefit? And I don't see any benefit off of it. But the only benefit you can is by uh, stirring up fear. Now that that fear is not as True. deadly, a scare, it doesn't scare people as much. And that's why they keep using different things. You know, like the, the drugs. Then it was the gangs. Then the terrorists, and then you know now it's uh, and then all the viruses, and then now it's uh, the invisible enemy. And now it's your neighbor, <laughs> your fucking neighbor. Oh yeah. Who did? Did he vote for Trump? Maybe he's anti-mask. Maybe he wants to kill your grandma. You know what I mean? People are just like really. Meanwhile, <laughs> your your Trump voting neighbor's like, oh, I hope Bob's doing well. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> and, and the thing is that it's like there's just like such a misconception. And they let it of like how people perceive each other. It's crazy. And especially people that known each other for a long time. You're like, dude, like you <sighs> hate them now just because of a fucking politician that don't even know your name. Like, who cares? Yeah, that you never met that doesn't give a shit about you. Like, like your name. It's it's, it's wild. Like people are so, like I feel like because there isn't an actual outlet for it that that tribal instinct, people, I like direct it into politics and you know their preferential candidates and their tribe or their party or whatever but it's a it's a it's a big clown show and honestly it's like you know democrat or republican honestly the democrats have quite a little bit more dirt on them in my opinion at but the moment. at the same point at the moment and it just goes back and forth it's a swinging pendulum um and you have to be a student of history to kind of recognize that uh, at the same time, it's uh, the Overton window gets shifted uh, radically, especially in the last few years. It's gone very far left. So very, very even today's bad. Republicans are nowhere near as conservative as they were 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. And then if you even go further, like 60 years ago, not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Yeah, I would even say... Well, because everybody evolves, even like conservatism and liberalists, they all yeah, have, have evolved over time and it's become a lot different. The only thing that sucks is that with religion and, and identity and um, politics, people that enjoy the limelight, that are narcissistic, that uh, don't mind following the agenda. And that's what you get is you get these celebrities that are narcissistic. You get these politicians that are narcissistic, that have no problem being in the spotlight and they don't care as long as they're getting their fill, as they're getting their time of where they feel like they're important. And that's the problem because I don't need you to be there to feel important. I need you there to fight for me. I'm not voting yeah. for somebody to be like, oh, man. You have a so job cool. to do, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And if you can't do it, cool. And maybe it's too much for you, but you should admit that. We've said that plenty of times about cops, teachers, nurses. It, same thing goes for politicians. Sometimes you think you could do a job that you can't do. Be 
uh, brave enough to say, hey, I can't do it. I tried, and then you know what? We'll give you respect, and we'll go, hey, thanks for trying. We're going to put somebody else, and hopefully they can get it done. Because it shouldn't be that hard. Why is it so hard to fight for the people? I don't understand that. It's very easy. It's not like a hard thing to do. But who? And then you don't even tell us who you're fighting against. You lie to us and go, oh, couldn't get anything done because the Republicans. We couldn't get anything done because the Democrats wanted it. Okay, man, we know that that's bullshit. We know who really runs this shit. We know about lobbyists. We know about donors. We know about special interests. We know about oligarchs. We know about monopolies. We need like a Theodore Roosevelt type of guy to bust up some of these monopolies as well. I think that's something that is not addressed because not just the social media, which are not even close to what they're going to be. I feel like five more years, man, if it goes on this cycle, Amazon and all the social media places, I know they're not social media, but they're going to be ridiculously big man pacific bell got nothing on <laughs> you have a point there and uh there's a lot of potential for that to happen but i feel like there's kind of a very uh aware and growing movement of people who have been on these social media platforms especially like over the last couple of years and they've seen the censorship they've seen you know the fact checking which is completely bullshit most of the time and they've seen the way big tech kind of favors one ideology above all else which is basically globalist communism uh, <laughs> unironically and I think there's a big movement and a push for people to, you know, have their own free platforms. And a lot of content creators I've seen on YouTube and stuff, they're kind of pushing and building their own websites, their own brands and stuff. You know, maybe they put some of their content behind a paywall, but they're funding their enterprise. Yep. They're building stuff that cannot be destroyed by the cathedral of big tech and the corporate overlords. And that's the thing I so do that like. That gives me hope, yeah. at least. I do like that. That makes me, uh, like you said, hopeful. Because I think it, it's just human nature. I've, I think that's why, like, uh, I, I can't be, like, pessimistic at times. Like, you know, but for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty positive because I'm like, dude, this is how humans keep going. Do you think we would have made yeah. it this far if we just collapsed that easily? It's just <sighs> that it's been too easy for us. Once it gets hard, it will get hard again, and it will get hard, and we'll build back, and we'll not better, <laughs> but we'll build back. We'll create something it's, that is needed. It's like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like that meme where it's like, uh, I, for, I forget the actual full context of it. It's like hard times create. Uh, oh, Joe Rogan always says that. Yeah, weak men create uh, bad times. Bad times create strong men. It's probably more to it. I'm forgetting some yeah, of it. Yeah, it's that but cycle. It, you get the general concept. It's like a self-repeating cycle. Yeah, and that's what I think if you accept that cycle, which some have. And um, like I said, some are, will also give a lot of props to a lot of the truthers. Like, And I might be biased to the people I know. But like a lot of the people I know and I talk to, and even people that were heavy on Trump, uh, heavy on Q, they're, they're not saying that they're backing off of it, but they are seeing different approaches to it. And I like that they're like me. And not that I want it to be an echo chamber, but I believe that so, you have to have somewhat of a like-minded people. And my like-minded people are open-minded people to discussions and to figuring out what do you think? Why do you think that? Maybe you have some knowledge that I need. Maybe not all of it, but there may be a piece in there. And I think 
this whole bogart of knowledge of or I have all the answers is the problem in society right now in general because everybody thinks that their way is the key, whether it's religion, ideology, or or politics. It puts them into this position where now they believe that they're the righteous one and they're the only one that could take you to the promised land. And I'm like, that's a fairy tale, man. Like, the to me, whether you believe in religion, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I mean, I believe in what I believe. I don't really push it on. I'm just more spiritual, but I, I get it that I don't know. So... But I believe that the point of life is to live a happy life. Or what's the existence for? Now, we create these problems, and some are not our fault because society that we were born into had already had, we inherited some of these problems. But then we choose not to do anything about it when we could. Now, it, it might be a rough road, but guess what? Maybe I live a rough life, but it's a struggle, and I get through it. But then I pass down, and it's a little easier for the next person. And it's a little easier for the next generation. It's a little easier and then until it becomes something. It will never be a utopia because there's always going to be authoritarians, dictators, tyrants that want to take your liberty and freedom. They're always going to be around. But if you have a general concept of, hey, you're my neighbor, I got your back, guess what? It's not as hard to fight them. Because now everybody knows that, hey, when it comes down to it, maybe we don't agree on everything. Maybe you like to cut your grass this way. Maybe you want rocks on your yard. Maybe whatever it may be, you're different. I get it. But when it comes down to it, we have the same thing. We want the same wants. We want to have a safe neighborhood. Yeah, safe yeah. neighborhood. A place for my family. A roof over their head. A place they could eat. And and, and those common bonds are, are more powerful than any fake joining the military or joining those are real bonds of where, where you don't even have to be asked to put your life on the line because you're already doing it you know what i mean it, it's already done its natural instinct because that's part of your circle and if we just start embracing more people into our circle and stop seeing everybody as evil pieces of shit and see the good in people maybe that will uh uh, uh evolve into something that can you know pass that energy on to more people I think so, man. Um, there's a big potential for, you know, everyone's talking about like, especially last year, and it was kind of heavy amongst the the 17 crowd. It's like the Great Awakening, and it it's tied to, you know, Q or whatever. But honestly, it's bigger than that. It's so much bigger than that. It's like people are waking up to the fact that corporate media is not looking out for your best interests. People are waking up to the fact that pharmaceutical companies could be just looking to make as much money as possible rather than looking out for the health of your grandparents or your loved ones. You know, people are waking up to it and there's a lot of power to it. And you kind of saw it with the wall street bets and GME and stuff like that. There's been a lot of little bright points in this short part of a one year cycle that are showing me that it's like this great awakening thing has barely begun. And I, I'll probably get uh, killed for, for saying this, but I even think some of the BLM uh, uh, movement, like, I, do, I don't, I I don't agree with the, 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 the hierarchy, but I know people like core, core minded. Like, I think that they have a guy, if you talk to them, they agree with a lot of shit that we say. Maybe not the hierarchy, yeah. the hierarchy might not agree with us, but when you talk to the level people like us, the average Joes like us, they're going to say it's it. just up to the individual anyways. Everyone's got their own opinions. <laughs> See, we're, we're just confused right now. So we're kind of all frustrated as a whole, and we all want better 
but we're confused on how to get there because we, we, we've been told who's our enemies for all of our lives that like, Hey, hate him. Cause he's black. Hey, hate him. Cause he's white or Hey, hate him. Cause he's from another country or hate whatever it be or hate him because, uh, he doesn't have enough money or whatever category they try to put you in. Cause they got to find the enemy. Cause you got to find like, Oh, I got to team up with these people. Team up with your people, which is anybody in your area, the people that you're around. Make your neighborhood good. Don't let don't let these people tell you that your neighbor is gonna be shit. Fuck that. Go talk to all your neighbors. Link up and be like, hey man, let's clean this shit up. You know what? We live here. You know what? Maybe they'd all don't join, but I bet you you get five, six with you, and that's enough to clean it yeah. up. And you know what? Don't be mad that the other people didn't help. Now maybe they will help because you just cleaned it up and they go, oh shit, it could look nice. Maybe they were already broke to the point where they're like, it's not going to get better. And now you showed them it could get better. So now you gave them hope. And I think that that's just the energy we got to keep giving. It's hard though. Don't get me wrong. I get frustrated. I get mad at people. I cuss people out, uh, especially with the internet because it's so much just intense hate spewing toxic shit all the time. And then people sometimes now social media cancer as a whole, I think. Oh, but... <laughs> <laughs> and then it's been but leaking into it real its, life. It has its bright. It does. It has its bright spots. It does leak into real life. But at the same point, you know, the actual face-to-face -face interaction and building bonds within your own neighborhood, your own community, that is going to have such a bigger impact and actual resonance with your your life and your you know, your wellness. It's, uh, it's wild. And and I feel like the whole COVID agenda is why so many people are kind of coming together on all this. Cause like the state is telling you, you know, not to go see your family, not to go, you know, to a concert, not to go, go to your kids sporting events and let your kids play, you know, whatever sport they prefer. It's, it's, uh, pretty, uh, destructive agenda that they've pushed on us and people are very aware of it and i think it's kind of a good point of unification for everyone yeah because what uh the positive social media is like for instance man that's how i met you man that's how we're able to do this yeah. that's perfect that's cool like there is great points of it and i totally agree with that there's um some communities that have been built like uh uh, if you see different channels, they've built great communities where, like, people are interacting with each other. And I think Tim Pool's one, a good one to call out. Like, I think they, they get a lot of conversations going in the comments. You see, like, where you see those, you know, good conversations. That's what we need because not everybody's going to agree. But I think the bad parts is that where you could say whatever the fuck you want. People are anonymous. And then people have gotten power over it with this cancel culture and the I know more than you, uh, especially right now. It's that whole misinformation. And I know the real facts, you idiot. Don't you dumbass. I know I fucking read it. <laughs> We're like, we all have the same Internet, man. Like, I don't get that. But I saw a comment on Twitter today that this I don't know who it was because it was some like panda uh, emoji something. I don't fucking know. Um <laughs> And they put they put under because it was something about the vaccine on breaking news and they put man I hope they I can't wait till they fucking make these passports to go to fucking and make people prove that they have the vaccine to go to concerts and movie theaters and everything uh, just to see all these, uh, uh, these snowflakes cry because they don't want to take the vaccine something like basically saying that it's like easy just take the vaccine but you're little bitches and uh, 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 you're not gonna be able to do anything like I was like what. 
Like, that's crazy. So then I was like, man, I can't wait until all you motherfucker guinea pigs come back with all kinds of fucking defects in a year from now. <laughs> I'll be like, what? Yeah, it's a it's a slippery slope yeah. of negativity with the internet comment sections and you know, people you, you can't detect tone and sarcasm, but the funny one for me was like uh when Texas uh lifted their mask mandate and there was some liberal pundit. I think it was Keith Olbermann, if I'm not mistaken, where oh. he said like Oh, we got to yeah, he's a he's a real like <laughs> I kinda puke in the back of my mouth just thinking about it. But he he uh he was saying like, oh, we need to cut off all the vaccine supplies to Texas because they lifted the mask mandate and they're just going to kill everyone. And I'm like, um, well, I mean, if I lived in Texas, I'd be like, go for it. Cut them off. Like, I don't believe in it. Yeah, but yeah. At, at the same time, it's like just the the pettiness and like it comes very hard from the corporate media. But the, the left is corporate media, um, CNN uh msnbc those types they really just project violence well the point of that <laughs> to me the point of that was to because they already know texas is somewhat divided i mean the this year remember yeah. in the presidency it was pretty i mean divided as far as whoever voted because i know other independents and all that but it was close in the republic uh republican and De democrat uh race and i think they're just using that to try to split it further they're going like see because of those guys that want to fucking be free, they want to take out of their masks. It's so easy. You can just wear it. But no, they don't want to. Now we sh now they want us to have a vaccine. You know what I'm saying? And they're putting no, that No, very much so. There was an article I saw just before we went on where uh, the AG of Texas is suing the mayor of uh, San Antonio for not lifting the mask mandate. Oh, for not lifting? Yeah. San Antonio is pretty blue. I thought it was Austin. Cause I saw something about them oh, it, it must have been Austin. I, I probably got those two mixed up, but um, I mean, pretty much cities in general are blue, yeah. anyways. Um, yeah, yeah, mostly. So you know, they didn't decide to lift a mask mandate. I feel like that's kind of a little bit petty. You know, if a a city feels like, I mean, I'm I'm against mask mandates as a whole, but you got to kind of consider a circumstance based off of demographics and population dem density in an area. If they want to do it. I have that. What? That's some other thing too. Like I, I, I hate let it be a that. choice for everyone. Yeah. Let people choose. If you want to wear a mask, go for it. I'm not going to criticize you. I'm not going to call you names unless you know, you're talking shit to me for yeah. not wearing a mask. Then I'm going to definitely drop bombs and I have some saved up. But, uh, you know, everyone each to their own. If you, choose one way or the other that's up to you yeah i saw a couple people they were like oh man uh i think there's this i don't know his name i've been trying to get him on the podcast well maybe if i say this he's not gonna get on the podcast but fuck it <laughs> what he said <laughs> <laughs> but he was just like i saw him put a video and i think he's younger he must be in his like early 20s i'm guessing i really don't know and he was like they have the anti-mask club but there's a bunch of them and he put a video and he's like if you're ever caught wearing a mask if you ever wore a mask He's like, you're out of this club and this and that and that you're you're against freedom. And, and I was like, I would have easily played devil's advocate. I wish I would have a discussion. That's why I didn't leave a comment because it wouldn't have went well. I would have been like, well, what if somebody's mother or father or significant other or child was in the hospital and the only way they could visit them is to put on a mask? You're telling that, that they're a piece of shit? Or if someone needs to make a living and their boss is like, if you don't wear this and 
it's easy if someone goes, go get another job. Well, what city do they live in? How many other jobs are available at that pay? You know what I mean? Like, and people don't consider these things that it's so much variables in everything. Like, it's not an easy choice for everybody. Some people are just complying because maybe they have a criminal history. They're just like, fuck it, man. I don't want to get in trouble. You know, there's a lot of people like yeah. that too. I've already been in trouble. I'm just trying to do my thing, man. Fuck this shit. Like, it's not as cut and dry as everybody makes it. And I'm with you. And I think we've been advocates through the whole time. Is like, hey, man, it's your choice, man. If you need to wear it, I don't know your medical condition. I don't know. From what I've researched, it's not going to help me. That's what I've come to. It's not going to help me. Now, in yep. certain circumstances, will I have to wear it? Yeah. There's certain stores if I, if I have to go in, I already know. Some certain record shops with these old people, there's no way they're going to let me in if I don't wear a mask, <laughs> I have a good example is like I went into my local courthouse the other day, um, had a legal matter to go over. And, you know, obviously they're in California. They're going to be mandating masks go in. I'm not going to refuse to wear a mask and then get in trouble for not showing up to, you know, when I've been summoned by the court. Like, that's just madness. Like. Uh, that's a great example I, yeah i'm like I, i'm gonna wear my bandana and and go along with it for now i'm not gonna you know wear a medical mask especially but when they have no leverage <laughs> yeah i'm like i i, I just want to get through today <laughs> and that's probably a, the thing is with a lot of people it's like it's probably hard for some people like i will go to grocery stores and refuse to wear them but i never get given a hard time about it either yeah uh, that's what I do. Like, I, what I do is I have it in my hand or in my pocket, and I walk, and I walk in, and I'm like, does anybody, oh, nobody answers shit. Fuck this shit. Or I'll walk <laughs> in, and nobody says anything, or I'll just, and if it's a big deal, after the first one it happened, I was like, I'm not going to go out that store. But, man, so many people, at first, it was a lot of stores that were like, you know, you could go, and they didn't care. But then it just, when nobody knew what the penalty was, it was tough because then you're like, dude, I get it. Like, I don't want to walk into your liquor store and then you get fined twenty five hundred dollars or whatever it could be because I'm not. You know what I mean? That that that's bullshit. Like, so it's you got to think of everybody's business and what you could do, and then talk to the people and don't yell at them. I think that when people start saying, "Oh, you're an idiot for wearing a mask," or "Oh, you're an idiot for not wearing a mask," it's like, well, we both don't know though. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, you have the same information I have. And like I said, how I interpret it is, is not going to really be beneficial to me. You must have interpreted it differently, but you haven't been able to prove it to me to where I could see it the way you are. So uh, as of this moment, uh, no, thank you. Unless I have to, to get certain things done. Yeah. Uh, you can always just de defer to uh, April 2020 Fauci and say, you know, masks aren't required. You know, we don't want people to wear masks. It's not going to help, probably because they were protecting the PPE supply. But, you know, that just that's kind of a little joke I have I'm in my head. I'm glad you brought that up uh, because um, I've heard a lot of people bring this up. And one thing I think that they don't emphasize on, because I always hear the counter argument is always, yeah, well, science changes, you know, right? Isn't that always a counter? <laughs> Which I could go to agree. I get it. The part that I have a problem with is two, three months later, whenever it was that he goes, he admitted it. You know, he goes, yeah, we need masks and this and that. What did he say, though? He said, yeah, we had a lie. We had a lie to you because we it thought you were going to. We yeah. had a lie to you because we thought of the uh, the uh, N95s and all the masks, surgical masks were going to run out for the uh, essential workers. So 
it's okay for him to lie because he he's only lying to benefit, and that's what I don't get. So why is it okay for so, some people? So to lie? is he lying right then when he said that? I don't know. Either. How can I know now? <laughs> Once you lie to me, how am I supposed to trust? So I'm just supposed to trust him, and then they're like, uh, "Why?" He said that he lied. It's on. T- it's on. I think it's. Uh, I'm gonna have to pull it back up. I think it's on um, MSNBC. Well, I, I know I can get it, it on uh, on Jimmy Dore for sure. I know I'm gonna have to. Post yeah. it. I think I even have it posted on um, uh, on the page. <laughs> on your IG. Yeah. I believe it. Um, I, I remember it pretty distinctly. That's why like, I think that he, that point he's is like, well, you know, up. we lie to protect people's, uh, you know, the best interests of the public, and that's, I mean. That's fairly forward and blunt, honestly. That's just government policy in a nutshell for you. <laughs> but it's like it wasn't a big deal to anybody. But I don't think as many I people mean, saw that. And and that's why yeah. I think that um, I've been wanting to put that out there because I wish, I hope more people, and maybe word it even better, is that, like, why, that's what you should attack. And I know other people brought it up too, but I think it's a thing we got to constantly bring up with Fauci is that, like, he right. lied. So when is he not lying? A liar is always going to lie, right? I mean, I've dealt with plenty of liars in my time. And you, wh- why is it okay for that lie? And we're supposed to go, oh, okay, so he's not lying about anything else, though. That's that's stupid. Exactly. Just like when in 2004 he wrote an uh, op-ed, a medical journal on how uh, mask mandates caused... Uh, uh, pneumonia outbreaks in the after the 1914 uh, uh, pneumo- uh, Spanish flu outbreak, and then because of microparticles. Wasn't that medicate? Was that medication that he um was it astri- Oh, hydroxychloroquine. No, 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 no. no. Um, in in the eighties with the AIDS uh, uh, epidemic. Oh, A-Z-T? yeah, that was pretty. Was eighty two? Yeah, or something like that. ATZ or I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, it's, it was a cancer uh, medication that um, they were using, and it killed a lot of people, man. It killed, a, like, yep. unfortunately, it's sad. And like, and that's another thing, too, is, like, um, they, why are we trusting this guy so yeah, much? And, and especially, like, when, when they want to talk about uh, attacking people for identity, like, what do you think happened with the AIDS epidemic, man? Uh, anybody that was considered even close to looking homosexual, like was like, oh, you must have AIDS, and they were considered like a, a, a what's it, like a leopard. You know what I mean? Oof. Yeah, leopard. Everybody yeah. was like, Oof. like, hey man, dude, whoa, like that was like a joke. Like, don't, don't. Whoa, it was like a I little, uh, slightly before my time, but I do um, recall like kind of seeing some of that, you know, and, coming up educationally, and then like just the stigma as a kid about it too, like. It was very much, you know, part and parcel. If you're gay, you know, you probably have AIDS. Yeah, and that was... Which is a mis- it's probably a misconception in modern day. I think the percentage is fairly uh, mixed on that, if I last checked, but... No, but that's what I'm saying. Fauci and then we're calling it the gay disease. Yeah. So, like, they emphasized on that. They pushed that agenda. Like, I'm saying you pushed it, like, into that whole spotlight. Like, and... They like like the whole. If you go into that whole, re- to me, that shows the beginning of he's a, a Washington bureaucrat that they want to keep. That's why he stayed stuck around for forty years because he was able to turn profits for people. He was able to um, keep people looking good and himself out of trouble because these 
things erupted, he was in big feuds with a lot of different um, people in the health uh, community because a lot of people were pissed at uh, uh, the, his handling of the whole situation and, and how there was no transparency and how they were just pretty much experimenting on people and people were dying because of it. And then they were claiming it was because of AIDS. And they, there was people that were even working on things to make it better, you know, like to maybe not cure, but to be able to live with it or, you know what I mean? Like to maintain. And they were pushed aside because whatever reasons, whoever financially. Kind of like how they did with hydroxychloroquine. And now they're doing with ivermectin. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the, what do they call it? Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the term, but the, you know, the rotating door of, you know, working for a corporation to working in government, uh, revolving door, revolving. That's it, dude. Uh, I had a long day. No, I'll you're be good. Honest. Cause I was like, I didn't even know if I was right. Revolving door. That's right. The revolving door, um, where they're going in from lobbying to working for the corporation to working in government or vice versa. Um, and that's just a key example of it. Oh, I, I think that this whole like, like journey we've all been going on is like just seeing that it is through the course of history that unfortunately people that are been established for a long time, those families are constantly growing and they're bringing a few more families with them. And it's been the same pretty much cast through time, not the same people, but the same, um, you know, trees, the same family trees. And I think that manipulation is their weapon and that's how they stay profitable and they keep, uh, keep us down. Uh, I know we're getting close to like, uh, running out cause it's getting a little late, but I, I got this, I thought this one, um, since we're talking a lot about mass and people's choices and people trying to, um, you know, trying their best to work with the system, but then when they try to walk out, uh, when they try to be out of the system a little bit and go back to that normal life, they're chastised for it. So this is a baseball team. I don't know. Did you hear about that baseball team that they got suspended? I'm not even going to, I'm not even spoil it for you. I'm just going to let you hear. It's pretty fucked up, I thought. So uh, here we go. The group of Burbank seniors spent most of the school year unsure whether they'd even have a chance to play baseball during their final year of high school. Now a pair of photos meant for their yearbook is keeping them off the diamond once again. Eyewitness News reporter Leo Stallworth has reaction from players and the school district. You are looking at the seniors on the John Burroughs High School varsity baseball team in Burbank. The picture taken in January is part of a two-decade tradition for varsity seniors on the team to take a photo together for the yearbook. The moms of the athletes organizing the photo op, which ended up on social media. The Burbank Unified School District seeing the picture and punishing the players for violating COVID safety protocols, not wearing masks and proper social distancing. The entire varsity baseball team suspended from organized practice or conditioning drills for a week, and all eight seniors on the team in the photo suspended for two weeks. The District and board members decided or they tried to cancel the whole varsity season as a result of the pictures. Um, but our athletic director and coach uh, fought for us and they compromised on a two week suspension instead. The district issuing this statement, I have decided to delay the return of athletic conditioning for the John Burroughs High School baseball team by one week so that the team can review 
health guidelines, and safety protocols. I look forward to the team beginning conditioning on Monday safely. I'm very disappointed that, you know, our kids are being punished for something that the moms arranged. And I understand that there are COVID protocols, but the boys were just trying to make us happy. I feel very disappointed. I mean, our season got cut last year. We didn't get to finish it. Our whole senior year got taken away this year. And we were very excited for starting. We had to wait a long time. And then about a couple of days before we start, they say we're suspended. So it was very disappointing and uh, very sad. Why are kids who are not involved? Uh, were suspended. Brian Nichols outraged with the district for suspending his son and a dozen other underclassmen on the varsity team who were not involved with taking the picture. It's an egregious abuse of power. Wow. The players we spoke with say after the suspension, they just want to put all of this behind them and play baseball. And uh, what am I doing here? <laughs> I told you, man. That's all I was like. I'll say this one for last because... Uh, it's it was a beefier clip, and then I was like, "You got to hear the whole thing because it's just outrageous, man! Like it's like such a wow." I like I I'm kind of lost for words a little bit. Um, I was a big sports guy in high school, and you know, I can't imagine like how much that would have like messed with my head uh, if I was in high school. You know, at this time frame where all sports in school was kind of canceled like this and i just shudder to think like how tough it must be for these kids like like we were saying earlier in the 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 cast is uh you don't know if you or your generation before you or after you is having a tougher time until you know they're going through it and i feel like significantly this generation has it a lot harder than i did uh going through high school like this with being forced to do distance learning and online classes and isolate from your friends and stuff and not even be able to have your sports, which is the wild thing too, is like the masks are not determined to be preventative in any way, shape or form in a, like a hundred percent way. Uh, social distancing, you know, sure. A sneeze travels almost 30 feet, but yeah, six feet distancing. Sure. Go for that. Um, all this stuff, man, it's just, it just is the purest form of psychological subversion and warfare upon the youth of our country and the elderly of our country and just the, the society as a whole of the world, really. But, um, yeah, that's how you just kind of that's how you change the framework. That's how you change uh, the mentality of a country. That's how you change their mind frame. They want us to be these um needy for government, needing for assistance, needing someone to tell us how to take care of our lives so that way we keep being cogs in the system and paying into it. They don't want us to be individuals that learn to be self-sustainable because any time in history it happens, and the greatest example, the most egregious example, is Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street is a huge example. To me, the reason they they propagandize uh, the whole thing so that they could burn it down because they found a way around the system they found a way to build their own shit and be go we don't need you so they go fuck you we're gonna do something about it now you need us again and that's the cycle that we need to break if we don't we're gonna be trapped in this and we're gonna be arguing about some fucking mass 20 years from now and shit <laughs> yeah but i mean it's just like the meme it's like form your own bank and then it shows Gaddafi being executed um 
or your own social media company, and then you get uh, totally removed off of Amazon servers like uh, Parler, for example. Uh, there's a lot more powers at play but, than just creating but, your own safe space. But go ahead. I was going to say, but <laughs> all you need is the true power is the people you're focusing on. Like if you're focusing on trying to change the system within the system, you're going to lose every time. Of course, they've already have the advantage that's stacked. But if you build your own system with your own people and you start ground up grassroots, grassroots is the only way. And you build your own servers and now you have your own web. And then, yes, you will be in competing, but you don't unveil any of that until you have enough support from the people because the people are the true power. And anybody that can actually hold somebody's attention millions of people's attention and actually lead them into a good you know what i mean we need good positive leaders with energy that's going to put in that they're going to fight with us but it doesn't necessarily be have to be that kind of war our wars can be a lot different you know strategical we can use manipulation just like they can use manipulation and we teach people this is what propaganda is and this is how you use it against them and this is how you and it's going to adapt because it's going to change because once we change they're going to change and it's going to be a constant back and forth but i think the hard part is getting the people because they are the most powerful weapon, but it's not a, it's like the sword and the stone type of thing. You got to get that right person that's going to get it to, to remove this fucking solid rock that's just keeping us trapped from our true freedom and liberty that we deserve, that every single human being deserves. Whether you're American or, or from any other country, you deserve liberty and freedom and the right to live your life as an individual and feed your family and, and house them any way you choose fit as long as you, um, Stay in the parameters of not like trying to harm someone else's life. Yeah, always do no harm to others. Um, that's kind of a good mantra to live your life by, I feel like. And you, if you kind of analyze someone's actions based off of that ideology, I think you kind of have a good indication of their, you know, their character and their their will. And there's a lot more good people out there than bad. Don't get uh, caught up on, uh, you know doom and gloom and the bad news that's pushed by the corporate media and the press uh they're there to sensationalize everything and make a quick buck you know pay more attention to your direct surroundings your your immediate circle your your family members and your friends around you and you'll have a better indication of what uh you know the current situation is really like you know don't get caught up in the internet and the media hype man that's the best way. To don't answer. believe the hype. Yeah, don't believe the hype. <laughs> I think that's a good uh, note to end on. I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to, uh, any things like headlines or anything you want to drop. I know we got, there's a good one, man. I think uh, we touched on some stories, but like this was good. Sometimes we have episodes like this where we're just trying to, just we're just normal people like everybody else trying to figure out what the fuck's going on in this world. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate an episode like this where you can kind of like, you know, throw different topics back and forth and kind of, you know, actually vent and express ourselves and uh, hash out these ideas and kind of work our way through it as a, as a community, as a collective, you know, it's just us two on here right now. I kind of miss doing the lives a little bit. I miss. Yeah, the, I think we the, might be going am. back to that because I'm going to do one Saturday with uh, that uh, James uh, from We The People Radio. Um, and I went yeah. live with him and I want to see how that works because now it seems like it's we're starting to get traction again. And, uh, you know, I'm just putting these back up and we'll just keep going and we'll see what we can do. And like, 
Sometimes maybe we'll just have ones where it's just uh, we do. I was thinking about that the other day too, like doing some lives, maybe a live episode a week, and then doing an episode where we just could chop it up and we don't have to always talk about like we'll show different shit. We talk, you know, same thing, but more elaborate. You know what I mean? Like where we could go longer. We don't have to go that hour because that hour we got to be crunch. And then once we find yeah. the timing on it, like we're good. I agree, man. That sounds a uh, that sounds excellent. I'm looking forward to you know collaborating more and more in the future yeah and then like two weeks i'm going to cali so when i come back from cali i'm gonna have my new computer and then papa joe you know he's giving us you know he's saving us from poverty and he's i should be able to get my new camera you know we'll get it more and then i'm just gonna be trying to push this like on the weekends and just get everything going so i could because i do want to keep doing this because i think this is a necessity not just about because i want to do it but also i think that there needs to be more conversations like this because even on both sides what i've heard it's just too narrow of a view and i think that there's a wider view i'm not saying i have the widest view or you have the widest view but i think that we're willing to listen to you and not everybody is and now they have that new feature that you can have like two more people so we might try Dude, that'd like be that. something to look forward to in the future. I'd be down for that. Yeah, It'd be cool to get some people from outside the country, too, like kind of get a more global perspective. I really want to get like a debate going. Um, if me and you debate somebody, but like it's hard to find people because I think maybe more we get out there, we will. Because I think that that's what I want to show. I was like, let's have a good debate, but not a, a trash each other, like talk to them beforehand. And yeah. be like, Look, man, we're not going to hear to trash each other. Let's have a real civil debate. And go off facts an exchange of ideas yes. actually yeah know? that's even better not a debate an exchange of ideas where you have a completely different view than us but we want to hear what you got to say and why you believe that and then maybe we can show you what we believe and maybe we can find some common ground because i think that would be a good uh direction to keep pushing i think that's needed it's needed man because people are too like ah, like everybody was on edge man remember the whole election thing everybody was like man what's gonna fucking happen man are we? i'm like i don't fucking know man what the fuck i know we all have the same information could have been civil war yeah. could have been an actual insurrection yeah. not like uh the january 6th meme tour that that happened uh yeah, that, was that wasn't an insurrection by the way don't believe the media hype yeah, that <laughs> if that was a that would that make was an me sad. That was the worst insurrection <laughs> yeah. ever. I'd be like, we're screwed, man. <laughs> if, we, yeah. if that's all we got. America's man. fucked. <laughs> yeah. If that's all we got, then we're screwed, man. Well, but yeah, I think that's all I got for today, to... though. But I had some more clips, but, like, I was like, I think we, we touched on a lot of good stuff. And those other clips, like, they're not nothing like that. I think um, we haven't. We It's kind of the same clips almost. Different people, obviously, but similar clips that we've always played. Um, talking about the vaccine, you know, people uh, getting sick after taking the vaccine, stuff like that. And I think, well, like you said, maybe we'll do this more of this. Uh, sometimes we'll work it out, man. Like, we're still in the baby phase. What, like, me and you've only done, like, I think uh, 15, 20 episodes together. So we're still, like... That's it? I don't, Damn, I don't know for like sure. More. I don't know. It could be more. I, mean, I could be wrong because I don't know. I don't... I don't. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, But it... it but also we had a lot of just uh but then we had some that we didn't do like we talked but then like it fucked up and shit like that. Remember we had a little streak of <laughs> good shit. That uh that big tech uh big brother censorship coming in hard. Yeah, but they lifted the shadow channel. Band. It's been kind They of weird did. I, I've been loving it. 
I mean, I don't understand it at all, but I've been loving it. Like, I was getting only, like, seven or eight likes a post, and now I'm getting, like, 30, 40 back to the good old days, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, and I'm like, well, I thought these people, do like... Do you think that's because the election's gone on? Like, it's past the election long enough, and they're kind of like, uh, we can let them. We can let them have their fun again. Or do you think there's something darker to it? Well, I was also thinking, like, are they letting us, like, is it one of those things where they're like, all right, let them go free for a little bit. Let's see what they're doing. Let them expose themselves a little bit more, then pull back. And then put it in yeah. and pull back. I don't know if they're going to, that's what I feel like. But that's why I've been a little bit more. But I've always tried to stay careful, like, because I was like, well, I don't really care if they delete it. But then once you start, like, I was like, man, I want to build another fucking one. This shit takes fucking forever, man. <laughs> like, just... I mean, you got a, you got over 10K. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, yeah. um, and, and, and that's and the only you don't want to start from scratch. Yeah. Like, it's just tough because, <laughs> like, because I already got too much on my plate that I'm trying to learn. And then I'm like, so then I'll just what I'll do is when I start seeing that um, I don't get a lot of like, oh, we're going to delete your shit. Like, I've gotten a few of those like they deleted my posts, but. Mainly when I see shits like being weird, I'll go private. Like I'll take my whole thing private for a while, just fucking lay low, not or I'll just start posting mad music and just like be like, hey, fuck it, like don't, don't talk. Like I'll post stories and just leave it alone. That's what I was telling people. You just gotta like kind of break it. You gotta like, they can't. They're not constantly checking on. They don't have the technology to check on all of us like constantly like that it's just too hard so as people report us so we gotta lay low for a while and don't talk shit so i won't talk shit i won't i'll go on twitter then i'm like fuck it i'm going on twitter and talking shit then (laughs) (laughs) you just gotta be strategic i think but i think yeah Yeah. i think you're right i think there was some kind of like massive like like maybe ai type of set algorithm like okay for the election and then they're like hey we better take this off or we get a lawsuit or something <laughs> yeah i think so um i think that's really what it was uh it's crazy too it's like it was such a broad spectrum like uh both my private and then my uh my actual um you know political account it was a massive difference in censorship it was crazy I was seeing people I hadn't seen in a couple months. So it ties to the timeline for the election or at least post-election. Yeah, and then there, I I think they were also had algorithms that were pushing, like, you know, certain ads in general. Like, I think it was just, like, not set for accounts. It was set on, like, topics, you know? If you post anything about this, like, any whatever they – I don't know exactly how they set the algorithms, but I'm sure there was something like that. And it was probably promoting more like Biden stuff than Trump stuff, probably little gimmicks like that. And that probably just got us all trapped because it was weird because everybody got out of it at the same time. Yeah, it seemed like <laughs> it was uh, just a big blanket being lifted off of uh, various IG accounts that I hadn't you know, heard from in a while. But obviously, like most of the people were still there. No, like people weren't really deleted. I know of some people who are like, repeatedly getting their accounts deleted and they're coming back with new ones but this was different you know this was like people's accounts i originally were following coming back to like full uh i guess unshadow band or whatever yeah straight unshadow band like the homie james we the people radio all that they weren't showing up at all like but they he made like three different accounts man i don't know how he manages all the he fucking got like he managed a lot of shit that shit's because he like you said it gets fucking like it gets tough because you're like you don't want to post the same shit on both of them sometimes and then like just uh yeah i i just get stuck where i don't want to be like 
not genuine. Like that's why I don't really post. I don't, and then I don't want to get into some arguments sometimes. So I don't really put like a much of a text. I just go, hey, here's the thing, <laughs> because I don't want. I self censor like, a lot too, man. Like it's it's tough with this day and age. Well, you don't want to like. Not just that, but like also in comments because like it's hard to get my it's hard to get your point across in a comment, and then you're like in a pointless argument that's like never going anywhere because you can't really either person can't articulate the right way of how they're trying to get it. And it would be better to have like communication like this, but that's why I try to steer away. I've been trying to, unless I'm just like, like, fuck you. Like I'll drop some little like bombs every night. Like, like I said, I was on the Michael Savage shit and I was just like, man, fuck this propaganda. I was like, he's, what's the difference? He's like everybody else. And then, oh, <laughs> you know, <man. laughs> oh, you got to check out that South park, new South park. I haven't seen it yet. Oh dude. I've been, I've gotten multiple messages about that. I don't know how to find uh, it though. Besides Comedy Central, I'll send you a link. Somebody okay. sent me a link, so I'll pass that <laughs> on. Thank you to the IG community. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the best. Uh, since that's where we're at, um, I've I've been like contemplating moving to a different, you know, actual social media platform. But with the shadow ban being lifted, like across the board, like this, I feel like it's the right place to be at the the moment. I think you're right, though. I think we should, though, because obviously things can fall apart real quick. I think me and you need to kind of push on more on Gab because I heard I'm hearing great things about Gab. A lot of people that I respect. I'd be down to try that. And I do think that we got to like, well, once I mean, the site, man, I, it's another thing. I'm still like I, one of the projects I'm making. I want that to come out. But also we got to consider maybe making a Mastodon account where it's like our own social media where people can join there and we can you can only come in with the invite. And then we could like cap it off at a certain point. Like I was thinking too, because even with the IG, um, the only thing that sucks is because I know that there's not everybody in that 10K is probably the same. Like that, I, I would rather like it be 10K of people that are open-minded people and just cap it than to have like a hundred thousand and then maybe there's a few. You know what I mean? Like I think that if we find a good, our good little you know, point of whatever, because obviously our message is not going to resonate with everybody. We're going to have to build our message and then pockets of that message are going to have to keep, you know what I mean? We're going to have to inspire other people to create bigger things and to keep it going bigger and bigger or else we're going to be in the same place. And uh, I think that's our time, yo. You know, appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, check out Sean Chris slash Bandcamp to uh, donate for the show. Or just check out the music on Apple. Get a uh, look up Sean Chris, S-E-A-N-C-H-R-I-S. I got Taylor Sacrifice, Mania 5150, Just Drop Broad Day. Uh, still working on my album dropping May 21st, which will be Dystopian Paradise. So yeah, check that out. You know how we do it. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. We're going to end on this note. Uh, we're gonna play the homies King Megas track featuring Okie Doke called Caught in the Trap. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Everybody talking about trap. They in the trap. In the trap. We in the trap. The trap. But they don't know. They don't know. We like mice in the traps. In the traps. But yeah, but yeah. 
It's a whack route when you cracked out Living in the back house of my grandmothers was my uncle No sisters, all brothers living in the jungle Uncle smoking it, my brother Vic was selling it Listen to story, get sick when I'm telling it They smoking wet cigarettes, damn I hate smelling it But back to crack, my brother got his hands on it Everybody and they man wanted, I'm like on it On my front porch looking for another hit Pacing back and forth, ask me where my brother went Damn, they loving this shit, I guess I love it too ColecoVision Pac-Man with Atari 2 I'm sorry what it do, but we was living it up Five brothers with each other, can't be giving it up My mother worked two jobs, but wasn't making enough I'm 12 with weed on the table and I'm breaking it up I'm learning the ropes, learning that dope Make you money, fireman, policeman, school is getting funny Then my uncle OD, and that's real That's when I realized that crack kills Started telling them my brother's dry, fucking up crack deals I love them, crackhead or not, and that's real Died at my grandmother's house on the driveway And at his funeral we looked in the sky and prayed About the drug that the black youth was hooked on I pray to God I'm strong and that I'm being looked on If I could live my life over again I'd probably do it over again and over again Some say crack the trap only if you using it You do it once or twice and then you start abusing it Give up your life, you know what it is Walking up the street looking for another hit Some say crack the trap only if you using it You do it once or twice and then you start abusing it Give up your life, you know what it is Walking up the street looking for another hit and you can ask my whole family The way I went to a Benz from an old Camry From no pussy to getting panties The sugar book, the nose candy Cause it was all about the dollars, nigga Growing up in Inglewood with no father figure But we had the iced teas and the ice cubes And they had the white teas with the nice shoes Jerry curl, finger waves, corn roll braids Tattoos on torsos of the set you claim From a quarter to a half to the whole thing To two bitches in bubble baths
credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.